Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, Bruins fans. Welcome to episode 74 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always, and we're coming to you live a week after the Boston Bruins have been eliminated from the Senate Cup playoffs in Obviously, I miss watching the Boston Bruins play, but I can tell you one thing. I'm I'm not as upset with them as I usually am just because of the sole fact they didn't choke down the stretch and I actually got to see playoff hockey. So I was happy about that. But I digress, and we'll move on to something else that's kind of positive because the Boston Bruins have finally lifted the interim tag of head coach Bruce Cassidy, and he's now becoming a full-time coach for your Boston Bruins. And uh, Joe and I have been asking for this for a while now and I understood why they didn't do it during the season but we were just saying that he's been turning this team around he's getting the most out of everyone it's about time that they actually named Bruce Cassidy the coach and it wow. remember we had, remember last week we talked about it and we were like if they don't do this soon like what what the hell is going to go on here so I'm happy they did it sooner rather than later Cassidy forever finally I mean uh I I did not know that he was on um touch and rich last week but I heard him yesterday or was it today I can't remember it was today it was today um, it was yeah. It was um. Today it was today. Today. Yeah, I don't know. What Although day. I thought it was anyway, Friday. It's like he did an interview Friday too somewhere. I don't, you know. But anyway, I like what I like about him is he's very candid. He says how it is. He says like Don Sweeney goes. He goes. I don't take care of the prospects. That's what Donnie does. I do this. So he, you know, he's very. He was very. You know, it was a good. It was a good interview. It was a very good interview. Whereas some other guys just play stuff off and what have you. So I hope he's on uh, more often with the. Uh, during the season, that'd be awesome because, as we well, know, you, you you knew the interview was really good when after the interview, like Toucher and Rich were like, "We need him on again," and like they're like, "I don't know who does these high, uh, who does schedule these interviews, but we need him on again." His interview was on Toucher and Rich was absolutely fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Mike, can you send me a link at some point if there's a link out there for his interview because I missed it. Um. We call it, but, you know, the Bruins have been, as we all know, Cam Neely stopped doing his stuff with Felger and Maz early in the year, and he came back the last, what, month and a half, whatever. So they were kind of hiding away from the press. So this he, is good. He came, back when it was all, he came back when it was all sunshine and roses. Of course, because he didn't like to talk about the jumbo meatball all day. So um, it's good that they're coming back into the, into the fold and starting to talk to the media again, and now that things are turning for the better. I did like how Cassie mentioned all these young kids coming up. He goes... Bruins fans should be excited and all this stuff, but he goes, at the end of the day, it's going to what happens on the ice. So I like the whole attitude, everything about it. Yeah, I thought, like, if you if you didn't see the interview or hear the interview, I'll, I'll check it out. He, he went in-depth about certain players, about, like you said, the young players and how he's excited about the future. He also sure. talked about Ryan Spooner and how Ryan Spooner pretty much sucks. And everyone, right. everyone, all Bruins fans should know that now, too. Um, 
they talked about injuries on the team. Um, I mean, it was just the way he the way he talked and gave an interview. You just wanted to hear him talk. He just seems like a guy you want to hang out with and talk hockey with. Yeah, did he I not? Mean, I love that's what he's. Sorry. I, no, that I, just, I that just sounds what he like talks about. You just like you can sit there and talk to him about hockey all day long. I love how he talked about Bergeron. You love how Which, why? Oh, he just said how much of a leader is, how much of a warrior is. He's with the, you know fighting through that sports hernia the whole year. He goes, we're gonna need him next year too. He goes, he'll take you know. He just he he goes, he's a great guy to be around, a great player to be around. He just he, yeah, you know, I think he adores the guy. I mean, I think because he, he's just his type of player. So it was good to hear that. It, you know, sports hernia. I, I I don't know how he could play with that whole season. That that must be insane. Yeah, that must have been remarkable for him to even play all season long. And remember, we talked about it earlier on when he was struggling. We were like, "There's got to be something wrong with oh, him." Oh yeah, sure. He just didn't look the same this year, and now you know why. And he, you know, later on he started playing a little bit better. But there were stretches where you were like, "Where is Patrice Bergeron? Like, where's the like?" Not that he was playing terribly, but it was just like, "Where's the Bergeron that we've come to know and love?" He was still doing the little things right, but. It seemed like the offensive side of his game was taking a little bit of a hit, and now we know why. He was playing with a sports hernia all year. If I could point he, this out, I ran a 5K with a sports hernia. Trust me, it's not fun. I know how Bergeron feels. I know. Imagine that. And he has to play, play 82-game schedule plus six playoff games, and obviously this is like wear and tear in your body as much as it is going through the gauntlet of an NHL schedule, and now having to deal with that, too, is just absurd. And then you obviously you heard that, that Brandon Carlo had a concussion, uh, Tory Krug said he might have been able to play Game Seven if it went to Game Seven, but he was right. obviously a knee injury. And uh, Krejci kind of didn't even disclose what it was. Obviously, everyone knows it was a knee, but he didn't talk about his first injury that had him miss the first two games. He just said it was an upper body and happened in practice. I wish Krejci was a little bit more honest about what happened because, I mean, like like you guys know, I love David Krejci, but I, I was ripping him up for not missing those first two games and. He just decided not to tell us what happened to him. I think that's a bad, bad look. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he didn't at all. No. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I think he wants. I think he's borderline. Maybe wants out of there. You think so? Yeah, yeah because they're not getting the wingers all this time. I mean, they're talking about. Um, we, we call Cassie who's actually mentioned that today. You know, you try to give him a. I think he said left winger. Um, talking about DeBrus coming up and all that stuff and the young kids. He goes, hopefully, someone can slide into that role. So, you know, it's just, I think it's, a, um, I don't know, maybe Crutchy's losing patience, but at the same time, he hasn't really done a whole lot since, what, 13? <laughs> I need to be honest with you. So, he has a team. But. I know, but I, I think Crutchy does deserve a left winger, though. He hasn't had one since Lucic. And it's funny you say that. Some people, and Lucic kind of got a mixed reaction about, from certain players, like, oh, it's time to move on, or no, let's keep him. And it's funny that they haven't even replaced someone to put on Krejci's line since Lucic. And I know it's only been a couple of years, but you would figure you would have a, a mainstay on the on your second line left wing to put after Lucic left. You know, you don't just right. trade someone and don't replace him. I think that's where the Bruins have come and faltered the past few years. That they've been trading players and not replacing them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, that's a true story. I mean, I mean, Gimlin bought a house. Who knows? <laughs> would you Would you say you heard it's it? Not going to and the he's not coming heard. back to Boston. Boston's not going to go back to that. They're going to stay young. Oh, if if they sign the Gimler, I'll lose my mind. Well, if they get him for cheap, I, I don't care. He's, he's Why? We don't we don't need that. We don't need him. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying they had good chemistry with Crutchy. That's all I'm saying. That's... No, I understand that, but now he's like 40 years old and he he can't even really skate anymore. He's had a great career. I'm not trying to 
crap on Joe McGinley's career because he, he's obviously had a great career. Great career. But, he had a great year in Boston. They, that year he was here, but he was he's a couple years older. He's not the same talent. He's not really noticeable. And wouldn't make much that, of a difference. Like you said, they, they need to go younger. They have all these young guys coming up, and if you sign a Gimler, it's just going to take someone's spot. And look, I get it. Like you, Some of the young players aren't going to pan out. Cassie said this too, and, and it's right. All these young players aren't going to pan out. But why would I would rather give a young player a chance to show and prove themselves than give it to a 40-year-old Jerome McGinley who's obviously going to retire and hang him up with probably within a year or two. I'm just saying if you drop – yeah, I'm saying if you drop Jerome McGinley on this team, he is probably – Fourth best forward on the team instantaneously. I think you're. I think you're looking at Joe McGinley like five years ago, like when he scored thirty goals with the Bruins. He's not that player anymore. Not well, that player. About, player and the Bruins aren't the same team they were five years ago. It's a different style. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I'd take a flyer on. I'd take a flyer. But anyway, if you can't get him for cheap, maybe. But I would use him more as a spot, like, like Sean Thornton. I don't, I don't want third, him. Third and fourth lines for guys. Yeah, but shouldn't shouldn't we be shooting for better players than Jerome McGinley in his forties? I would rather oh, try to get Andrew Bjorken there personally. I'm talking veteran. I'm talking veteran minimum. I'm not even talking a lot of money. So I just see pan out. See what happens. If not, you you know he cut ties. I don't. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm not saying he's the same guy. He's far from. I'm not, I just think his style of play is kind of not what the NHL is anymore. He plays a heavy style. He's a lot of like I think he's going to be like Backus to be honest and. We've talked about how disappointing Bagus kind of was this year, and mm-hmm. I don't want, and I don't think a Gim- and I think a Gimler and Bagus are similar players. Obviously, a Gimler had better goal scoring touch back in his day, but he's older now, and I think a Gimler and Bagus will pretty much be the same player, and we don't need more than that. We need more speed. They do, like, yes, they definitely need to upgrade their second and third lines, and they have plenty of room there. But I'd rather see it go to a young speed guy like Solaric or DeBrusque or um, you know Zarnik rather than sign a Gimler. For that money, if you're going to re-sign a veteran, why not just re-sign Dominic Moore, who you just gave, who actually showed and played pretty well last year as a fourth line guy instead of a Gimler. At least, at least you know That's Dominic true. Moore. At least Dominic Moore, you know, you can put him on your fourth line. You know what you're going to get from him, and just keep him instead of re-signing instead of signing a Gimler. That's just what I would personally do. You know, what's scary. He's like one of the best free agent signings they had because the other ones like the Hayes's. I mean, well, Hayes was a trade, but Hayes is gone. It wouldn't shock me. Oh, no, I wouldn't be shocked if they buy him out. Well, we'll talk about the uh, the the great. We'll do the report on who's going to be gone shortly, right? So, um, can we just well, talk let me about say something because out? Mike was about, Mike was bringing up the young players, and I wanted to point this out. If okay. you're looking at the Providence Bruins right now, they just got past the number one Wilkes-Barre, Granton Penguins, and that should be a testament to the Bruins' young players underneath them. And this is this is why the Bruins need to stay young. They have some talent down there. Yeah, they do. They have some talent, and I'm I'm excited to see what they can do. And that's why I don't want a Gimla. I'd rather them go younger and see what these kids can do. And look, I understand you're gonna you're, you need to fix it and bolster bolster it up. But I just don't don't think a Gimla is the answer. I'd rather the fourth line or a third line role go to someone else. Well, I mean, like, let me reiterate. I never say he's the answer. I say he's probably a small, very small part. So just get some... No, I know. I I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Joe. I'm just telling. I'm just saying that I'd rather go. Other so let me ask you guys this question: <laughs> Is Patrice Bergeron the toughest Bruins player in a while? What? Uh, what do you mean, just fighting tough as in ca- handling oh, injuries, continuing oh, playing through them, the going back tough. to 
to the Stanley Cup a couple years ago? Is he the toughest Bruin in the lineup right now? You guys remember that infographic that came out in the 13 Cup, all the injuries he had? It was insane. It wasn't even like it was even human. He's reached a new level. I mean, that was that's just. I mean, that year was just. I mean, sports hernia was like a scab compared to that year for him. What he, what he had punctured lung. He had broken ribs. What else? He had a couple other things too. I don't think that was just it. Yeah, he, he had, had a. Six, his his lung collapsed or was on it was it was borderline collapsing. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I remember saying if there was a, a game set at the Bruins won the game seven, he might not even have been able to play because of how much energy it took out of him to play game six. And it's amazing how he said he may not be able to play. He still thought he could play. That's why I mean, how, what did Cassidy say? The hockey players. That's how hockey players are. It's just, that's just that's why you love the sport, right? That's just exactly why you love the sport. You know, it's the truth. It is why you love the sport. Let me know when you get in this Crosby thing because I'm dying to talk about it. I know it's not Bruins, but I, I get All right, well, let's, let's do let's do the Bruins related report card first, and then we'll, okay. then we'll get then we can get to Crosby. So uh, obviously, if, write if, down if, alphabetically. We'll yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just pull up the Bruins roster right now, and we'll just go through whoever the um, okay. whoever comes up first. Uh, if you guys weren't listening uh, at the time, we did this at midway point during the season. Did a Bruins report card about. Uh, who's been playing well? Who play, who's been playing? Who's been playing? Obviously, not well. And uh, give our grades and discuss about the certain players. And we sure um, yeah. so yeah, we'll just go. We'll just go right in alphabetical order. Have the roster up here. Um, we should revisit that at some point. But we'll just uh, we'll just go from here. Now, Joe, we'll, we'll we'll do it live. All right, we're gonna do it. So we just do it. We we'll go down uh, alphabetically. So we'll go yep. Noel Noel Achari. Yep, Noel Achari was the first player in. Um, Obviously, he's he's up and down with the uh, the Bruins. He got hurt, and then he uh, was was up and down towards the end of the year. But I thought Noel Chari played a tremendous Stanley Cup playoff. Yep. Uh, Agreed. I, I think I would give Noel Chari a B because he impressed me. Obviously, I'm not going to go <laughs> any higher than a B because you know he wasn't up there the whole season long. Obviously, mm-hmm. he got hurt. But I think when he was playing and he he was a mainstay on that fourth line with Moore and Nash, I give him a solid B. Uh, I. So we'll go around. You go, Mike, myself, Jason. Uh, I will give him a B minus. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, uh, you, that, get, you, get, you get the grade. Gotta give the why too. God, you, you just push me to the limits, Jason. You expect me to like think now? Uh, yes. No, I just like Mike said. He was a marker, a grinder. He played a great Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Uh, that's probably where you got to be minus for me. He's probably bored. he's probably C plus, but the, the uh, playoffs. We're going to count the playoffs, right? So the playoffs um, kind of rose him above there. I mean, he was just a mucker, a grinder, and he got his nose in there. I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for. So. Well, I'm going to shock you guys. So I'm going to go above both of you. I'm going to go with a B plus because he stood out in the playoffs and he was one of the tougher players in the playoffs that played consistently. I think the playoffs are a different animal than the regular season. So the fact that he became a playoff player. Was impressive for me, which is why I'm going to go with a B plus. All right, I can see that. Yep, fair enough. Uh, David Backus, I think this one's interesting. Uh, I mean, Backus was the number one signing in the offseason for the Bruins, and to be honest, he had a, he had a really good start to the year when he started the year with Martian and and Pashnik at the line. He started out really great, but I think it slowly but surely went downhill in the playoffs. I thought he was in, borderline invisible, to be honest. Uh, I think Backus was underwhelming this year. Um, I wasn't very happy. I mean, he had 38 points. I mean, if you're making six, seven million dollars, you should be having more than 38 points. And look, I get it. I know he was signed more for his, for his toughness and grit. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, I know he got hurt, so I'm assuming he, he played 74 games. All right, so he missed eight games. Um, yeah. I'll let you finish if you can finish. No, yeah, I just think I didn't think it was underwhelming. If I, <laughs> I'm going to give David Beckham, so I guess a C minus. Um, I I actually thought he played better in game five and six than he did in the four, four prior games, um, especially when it was uh, he was paired up with uh, Corrali because that game they took over after Kretsch got hurt, basically. Um, I thought in the OTs. Um, so I give him a C plus. Uh, as you all know, too, I was really excited about Backus, and I think I was probably thinking David Backus, uh, he was far cry from what he was last year in the playoffs because he had a real good playoff run with St. Louis. Um, but, of course, you know, St. Louis probably had way more talent than the Bruins did. Uh, so I think he's as good as the guys around him. So when he got taken off the Berger on Marshall line, he struggled. I think that whole second line struggled anyway. You know what I mean? So um, yep. I think if he's put with the best players, I think he could do good things. If he's put with average players, he's nothing but average. So I would go C+. Plus. <clears throat> okay, you guys going to make me think here. Um, I like no. David Backus in the playoffs, and I think a lot of my grades are going to go based on uh, playoff performance. Uh, because it was the end of the season. I'm going to compare the last half of the season to the end of the season. I'm not focusing on the first half of the season. So, at the end of the season, I'm going to agree with Joe. I think he played relatively well in the playoffs for a playoff player. I think he kind of stepped it up in the playoffs, but, you know, in, throughout the end of the second half of the season, he was. He was a C-plus player. He stepped it up with Corrali, but uh, I'm, for what he's getting paid, for him being the biggest free agent signing, I'm expecting a little bit more. Yep, I am also. Um, the next one is uh, Matt Bolesky. Oh. And uh, Matt Bolesky, I think, is turning into one of those players that signed in Boston that's going to be ultimately one of the um, the worst signings in recent memory. Not, 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 that he, not that he makes a ton of money. He doesn't. He makes 3.8 no, million. Does. I think he makes 3 or 4 million. Three, yeah, but that's not a ton of money in today's NHL. Mm. I, I know, mean, it's no, it's really not that. It's not. It's really not that. It's much. a deal. Three, four millions a deal compared to what the Bruins have had to show out in the past. So I'm with Mike on that one. I'll explain that more after. Yep. All right. Uh, but Bolesky got Bolesky. I think Bolesky sucks, and I'm not impressed. With, I'm not impressed with Bolesky. I I don't think he fits. I mean, he he cares. He does. He tries really hard, and he wants to be good, and he wants to succeed in Boston. But I just the way he's played this year in. He was getting scratched in the playoffs. He only came mm-hmm. back because Krejci got hurt again. That's the only reason Bolesky played. And uh, I was listening to uh, Gosher and Pierce on the radio during the hockey show on 98.5, the sports hub. And they think they're going to keep Bolesky next year. He's going to be motivated. I hope that's the case. But for this one year, I'm going to give Matt Bolesky a flat-out F. Um, as you guys know, I want him to succeed. I kind of like what he could bring to the table. But I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I think he's another guy that's a product of his the, the system he was in and the guys that were around him with Getzlaff and Perry because he just sucked donkey. I mean, he was he was D-minus. I give him a D-minus. It's just like I said, it's just a shame that he was – we expect a lot more from him. And he, His first season was pretty good, uh, but, yeah, this year was just bad. And then – well, it just tells you that he's better than Ryan Spooner because he got the call over in the playoffs. So, <laughs> so D-minus, he just wasn't good. It looks like another crappy, crappy free agent signing for the Bruins. So. Okay. And here's where I'm going to bring in the contract and all that because when you're paying a player $4 million and you saw some quote-unquote flashes in Anaheim for some of the goals that he scored, 
he showed some of that toughness in that Western Division. But I think Matt Bolesky in Anaheim was flashy. Therefore, when you're paying him the four the four million, you're getting a coin flip deal or no deal kind of thing where it's either going to fail or it's going to work. But if it fails, it's not going to be a big deal because you're only paying the guy cheap pay. With that being said, I'm with Mike. He th- this year he hasn't panned out. Uh, he suffered a lot of injuries. I'm wondering if that kind of held him back. I'm wondering if he was how much he was actually suffering. I'm wondering how much of it was actually effort. Um, I do expect more from him next year if he stays. If he continues to be that flashy player, he won't be here after next year. With that being said, I'm going with an uh, with an F. Uh, all right, Anton Bleas next, but he I don't think he played that much no, to warrant us to to no. give him any. Uh, so the next one is going to be uh, Brandon Carlo. Obviously, the rookie defenseman made the team out of. Training camp, Brandon Carlo. Oh, Bergie. Oh, I'm sorry, I did forget Bergie. I'll start. Pretty, pretty important guy. Yeah, he's a pretty important guy. He's a very uh, important guy. So, how do you not I, give him an A plus just for fighting a sports hernia the entire year? Because I don't think Bergeron had a good year. I understand he played hurt. Yeah. And I I understand that, and I I respect it. I appreciate it, but I can't go A plus just because he played injured. I mean, I'm looking at it on the ice the way he played during the year, and I think he had up and ups ups and downs throughout the season. He started the year pretty bad. He had a great end of the season during the playoffs. I think uh, his line with, with Pashnik and Marshan were, were pressing too much. And, um, yeah, at the end, they were. Yeah, they were pressing too much, but I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Bergeron sucked because he didn't. That, I would be lying to you if I said that, but I, I would think I would just give Bergeron like a, a, a B-. minus. B-. That's really low. Shit. Um... I was thinking, I think he came on at the end. I think he had a pretty bad beginning. I think he came on in the middle and the end. I think he had a decent playoffs. Uh, They needed more of him, though. I mean, two goals just wasn't enough, uh, evidently. Uh, I give him a B-. minus. I think, uh, oh, did you say B-? minus? I did, too. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean B-. minus. Matt, just stick with it. That's that's kind of funny. Just stick with it. Come on. That's how you truly feel, man. I don't need your peer pressure. <laughs> I'm gonna go B. I think B for him. I think like he's still Ber- a B for Bergie is like an A for everyone else. <laughs> so it's still you know pretty good. Well, here's what's interesting is I'm uh, I'm gonna go with an A minus because I think fighting through a sports hernia is very difficult, and the way that he played having that sports hernia, you know, it was it's for me it's for me it's impressive, especially because I've had one and I know how it feels to have one. Um... I mean, I have to go A minus on that look. He did pick it up towards the end of the year. He still played hard. He still played tough. He won a lot of face-offs. He did what he had to do for not being 100%. So, A minus. Do I get, like, a pat on the back because I worked through it? Because if I had the runs all day at work and I worked through it, do I get a pat on the back? I mean, he still did not perform. We're going on performance. I mean, he had an injury. So, if you did not know He had an injury that he fought 110% with whether or not he had the injury. He... That injury can slow you down. It slowed me down running a 5K. So I can only imagine the kind of pain I'm, I'm he was not going I'm not discrediting the injury, but say you did. Say we we did this for Porca at the end of the regular season, and you did not know the injury. What would you have gave him? Still an A minus. How, how can you give him an A minus? That's a that's absurd to me. I because I think he played with a lot of effort, and for me, it's an effort thing. And Bergeron yeah, doesn't but- quit. Yeah, but just he didn't have the numbers. Don't get me wrong. He was a trophy. But just because you get, just because you play with a lot of effort, doesn't mean the results are there. He didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't have the numbers, but he was still relatively sulky worthy. He's not gonna win. He's not winning sulky. No, he's yeah, not. He's not he put he he he's in, in my book. He's an he's an A minus. 
All right, if that's, he, that's your opinion, that's your opinion. I, that's I, an I, A plus in your heart. <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns on this one. I could that's be wrong, right. but I'm sticking to my guns. For sure. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. So yeah, this is where this is this is what bothers me about some of the. And this isn't this isn't just you, Jason. It's it's it, the Bruin. It's the Boston things with with Bergeron. It's like no one can ever criticize him. It's like, oh well, oh well, he didn't have a good year, but he was hurt. Oh, but he didn't have a good year. But then if but when Krejci plays a couple games in the playoffs and sucks, everyone's like, oh, Krejci is brutal. He's the worst player in the world. Let's get rid of him. But with Bergeron, it's like. Oh well, Bergeron played injured. Let's. It's okay, Bergeron. It's okay, Bergeron. We'll just give you a pat on the back. Yippee! Here's your participation trophy for playing all season long. No Angry worries Mike. at all. Angry Mike is back. I missed you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's. You know, Jason. That's why he didn't talk before the show because he. No, had here's what I'm thinking. Because I'm looking anger. through. I'm. I'm sitting here. I'm looking oh, at his well. regular season stats. His stats weren't that bad. Twenty-one goals, thirty-two assists, fifty-three points with a plus-minus of twelve. For him, that's not great. It's not great for him. He's not. That's not a minus for him. That's a BB minus for him. Give no, me a I'm moment. Not he had, I'm not saying he had Give me a here. moment. I. You might have a point. Oh, you can't change it now, Mister. Mister. We gotta get. We have to I get thought you were. I thought you were sticking to your guns. No, nope, I'm sticking oh, to it. You know, after looking at the stats from past seasons, I'm sticking to it. He's had two 30 goal seasons, but his average goals on average were about the 21, 22 range. Assists in the same area, and plus minus in the same area. Weighing 155 pounds, Mike. And this caught Weighing. I just <laughs> looked at the stats all over my phone from the from his entire career in Boston. You guys are gonna fight. I can't. I can't deal with. No, we're not. Training. We're not gonna fight. You, look I at you can't. trying to be the referee and make us. I can't fight. do it. <laughs> All right, All we right. gotta move on. We got a lot of uh, people to go through still. All right. Well, uh, next place. Next player is Brandon Carlo. So sorry, Burge, I'm skipping you in the first place. Uh, Brandon Carlo obviously made the team out of camp as a rookie. Uh, was playing next to Chara. He missed the last. He missed the playoff series due to concussion. From my thought, a cheap shot by Ovechkin. But well, that's the idea. Well, it is. It is a cheap shot. We'll get the cheap shots later. But yes, it was a cheap shot. Yes, it was definitely a cheap shot. Um, I was pleasantly surprised during with Carlos' rookie season. Uh, I thought he had some ups and downs. Obviously, Wait for a a rookie. you were really all over him not too long ago. Uh, well, he had some he had some ups and downs. Obviously, I'm 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 a, I'm a straight shooter, Joe. If he's playing bad, I'm gonna say he's playing bad. I thought he calls a spade the, a spade. Yeah, I thought during the year that he could have used a little bit of a break. Then and you even admitted he hit a wall. But doesn't mean I'm ready to trade him. But, you know. No, it doesn't mean I'm doesn't mean I'm saying that he had a bad year. I just thought he had a little he had a rookie wall. But for the most part, being 20 years old, playing 20 plus minutes tonight, I thought he played yes. for the most part really well this year. And I'm going to give Brandon Carlo a solid B. Uh, I agree with that. And I, if they had him in the playoffs, he could have probably definitely gave him the stability they need and got rid of Tommy Cross and John Michael Isles and looked that garbage that they had in there. So I mean, he could have been a little difference maker too bad we couldn't get him back. But I agree with him. I agree with you too. A B, you know, a B for coming into the league at 19 years old. He's not. He's not Charlie McAvoy. We know that, but he did a very admirable job. So I go with a B as well. Um, you know what? I'm gonna have a hard time disagreeing with you guys because I, I completely agree. Um, I'm gonna go with a B. He played very impressive for a rookie. He had a great rookie year under Chara. You know, had his ups and downs, had his flashes, scored some nice goals, but I'm going to go with the B. Sweet. B's all around? Yes. Yes, sir. B's for the B's. All right, so uh, I don't think Solaric played enough to uh, to talk about, so we'll skip Solaric for now. 
Uh, then, but let's go with um, his deep partner, Daniel Chara. And um, obviously, Daniel Chara played this year at well, 40 years old, 39 years old. Turn, both have turned 40, actually. Um, see, I thought Chara had a really good year for his age. And I was very, very impressed with Chara this year compared to last year. Obviously, I think last year he had a really, really bad year. But this year, I thought he was relatively good. And I think you can't ask for much from, more from Chara at age 39 playing the minutes that he's played. It's not his fault the Bruins haven't replaced him as the number one defenseman. But he did all they asked. They, they did take him off the power play. Uh, the Bruins did have one of the number one top three penalty kills all season long because I think Chara played so well. So I'm going to give Chara a B plus because I was expecting a lot worse. Um, I God, I think we're going to agree a lot, Mike. And this is probably the first and last time this will ever happen. Uh, I agree. I think Chara got way too much criticism from a lot of the fans considering he's 40 years old. And I think he played the best that he has played since 2013. That's when he started turning the corner for the, the back nine of his career. I think he digressed the last few years. Um, but I think this year, I think having Brandon Kahlo and then McAvoy with him, you know, the youth movement to kind of make up for some of his uh, lack of speed issues. I think he did really well, too. I think I give him a B plus. All right. Uh, no doubt Charles slowed down. No doubt Charles was not the same player he was. Um, but he played well leading Carlton McAvoy. And he had a better season than everybody expected. Charles' name was on the trade block more than you could possibly imagine before the season even started. That being said, I was impressed with it. I'm going with an A-. minus. So right around you guys. A minus. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's not, that's that's uh, admirable, Jason. All right. Um, the next player, uh, Austin Zarnick. I don't think he played enough yeah. to. Boris Bucker Carlson. Nope. Grizzlick. Nope. Uh, let's go with Joe's favorite player on the Boston Bruins, number eleven, Jimmy. Hey. F. Can I give him? Uh, I, I think Joe. Just Joe. Just take this one him. yourself. Let's just take him. this one yourself. All right, myself. Okay. Um. Uh, I give him a uh, – I, I don't even have – you know what? I'm not even going to insult the school system, grade, you know, grade system by even giving him a grade. So you know what? He's, a, he's an X. Yeah. Extra, extra <laughs> shitty. That's what can he we, was. So. Can, we give, can we give him an I? In, well, we can't give him an I because he, he was not incomplete because he played. I, but he... Now I give him for uh, – Let's see. I give him. Um, hmm, I give him. Actually, I, you know what? I think I give him a uh, a friggin' felony for stealing money from the Bruins. So that's what he is. He's a criminal. So let's just call him what he is. He sucks. <laughs> see you later. I know you're from Southie, and you wear your scaly cap, and you're gonna go down to Dot Ave and drink the beers, but you blow. So you're out of here. <laughs> All right. I think that sums up uh, Jimmy All Hayes. Right. Um, so let's go. Uh, uh, the next player I think will be an interesting one to say the least. Enhan uh, Hudobin. Obviously, Anton Hudobin was up and down this year, just like a lot a lot of the Bruins were. Uh, he, but he, towards the end of the year, he played great. And remember, everyone was on the Ryan Hudobin train. Uh, that oh, was Benza, uh, yeah, well, Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was that was that was funny. That was funny. But for the most, I know he played good down the stretch, and he had a few games, and he was under Cassidy, he played well. But I can't get over the fact that how bad he was in the beginning of the year. Bad. I, he was bad to the sure. point where the Bruins. Where the Bruins were calling up Zane McIntyre and Hudobin was getting placed on, was getting placed on waivers left and right. So I, I know Hudobin finished the year strong, but I can't get over the beginning part of the year. So that's why I'm going to give Hudobin a C. Oh, a C. That's even nice. 
Uh, I would have to say C. He was really a. good down the stretch, though. I, that's oh, why he I'm was. Gonna... He was money. He was money down the stretch. He was. I give him a C minus though because he's definitely below average from the whole year if you put his body work together. Um, and he, Mike, think about it. they win if he wins two or three more games, they're in the, they're probably in second. You know, maybe if they start the series at home, they get who knows? Oh, actually, not this year because they lost all three. But you don't know. Whatever they could have had a different positioning. They could have played something completely different in the playoffs. So. Him just sucking the way he is. I, I would still look for another backup. I don't trust him. I think he blows. Well, Sweeney even said that. And his, I mean, and Cassidy both said backup goalie in their press conferences. So it be interesting right, to see, see how. Did I say C minus D plus? Yeah, that's what he is. So, D plus. Okay, now I'm going to ride the uh, same trend I've been riding. It's the, for me, I'm focusing on the last half of the season, and that's it. So my grade is going to be different than you guys. is because I'm focusing no, 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 on no, just the last happens. half of the season. You have to do the last half of the season. You have to do the whole body from start to the end of the playoffs. Well, we already did the grades for the first half of the season, so we're focusing on how it ends. Well, then you have to change yeah, the version. These, these, these are end-of-the-year grades. All right, then if we're going end-of-the-year, I'm going to agree with you guys because they're probably in the area of a C-plus-ish. You... <laughs> no, so just let's not being generous, this. but if I'm playing at the last half of the season, he was more of a B, B minus. But um, if okay. we're playing the entire year, he's a C plus. Just make sure we grade this correctly. This is from when we gave our gave our last uh, grading to the end of the playoffs when they got eliminated. So that's the whole body of work. Okay, so um, Mike, who is next on the list? Next on the list here after Anton Hudobin is my binky David Krejci. Um, obviously, everyone hates David Krejci. Obviously, I don't hate. I don't hate David Krejci. Love him. I know he makes a lot of money. I understand that. And this, there's no denying that. I get it. He makes a lot of money. I understand that. I'm not denying that. But it's not his fault that he makes a lot of money. He didn't. He he just signed the contract. Blame the general manager. But I thought Krejci was pretty good this year, personally. I'm not gonna say he was great because he wasn't great. But he tied his. Career high in goals with 23. He had 31 assists. He had 54 points. He also had more points than Patrice Bergeron that everyone claims is uh, the best player in, on planet Earth and Bruins land. Uh, just throwing that out there. Throwing, throwing that out there. But yes. I think Krejci was good, especially as we talked about. He never has any friggin' line mates. Every time the Bruins are down by a goal, they were putting Pashnik with Bergeron and Marshan. Uh, they're putting Bacchus with Krejci. I think Bacchus didn't have a good year. But I give I think Krejci had a decent year, not a great decent. So I think I give Krejci a B minus. Uh, Mike uh, and Jason, did you see the movie Anchorman? Of yes. Course. Do you remember the scene when uh, uh, Ron Burgundy's outside and Christina Applegate walks away, and Ron Burgundy looks at her and says, "I want to be on you." That was basically Mike to David Krejci. I want <laughs> to be on. You. Mike's great <laughs> surprised me, so um, I'm I'm gonna be disagreeing disagreeing with Mike on this. Well, I didn't one, get my Hold on. Hold on, I didn't get my grade yet. <laughs> I give David Krejci a C plus because uh, the thing that's scaring me about him is that he's turning into the injury machine. I know he can't really help injuries, but he just seems he has no luck. And some players just attract injury. He's getting to that point now. I I think he's I think he's a C minus player, and I, I think he's like average. See, average see he doesn't have any wingers. I know he has no wingers, and he get but he's just. He's a far cry from what he was in 13 and 14. Far cry. Or like not even close. So, so if Sorry you're playing statistically, Krejci had a better year than Bergeron, and I'm the one that graded Bergeron with the A-. minus. So now I have two choices. I either agree with you guys or give him the same grade as Bergeron. 
Whatever works, it's America. Um, statistically, he had a better year. I'm almost. Um, God, I'm gonna go with a B plus. Be nice. That's fine. Okay, who B- we got next? Do you disagree okay. with me, Mike? B plus? No, I don't disagree with you. Okay. You guys just, you guys just lube each other up. And talk about David Critchy all day. All right, uh, who's next? <laughs> uh, Tori Krug is next. Joe. First of all, Joe's trying to be a Joe's trying to be a referee of us fighting. Now he's telling us we lube each other up. We can't win with Joe. Hey man, I'm trying to work both sides. Yeah, like Trump. All right, go ahead. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Huge. Uh, all right, so Tory Krug is next. Um, Tory Krug, obviously, they got signed the big contract in the offseason for five plus million. Um, so this one's difficult for me because I thought Tory Krug during the beginning of the year was really bad too. Really bad. Uh, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the Bruins to start the year are pretty damn bad. He's hurt. So. He's hurt. Right? He just got out. Of, he just he was hurt uh, off season. He's coming back. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. But I thought the season went on. Tory Krug was one of their most consistent, yes, well-rounded defensemen all season long. Uh, obviously, I know he's not good mostly in his own end. He's min- he was minus ten this year, uh, but Tory Krug's not looked at as a shutdown defenseman. He's looked at more to give offense. Um, I'm going to give Tory Krug a B plus. Uh, I agree with you. He was red hot garbage at the beginning of the year. Most of the team was, so you know, I guess maybe that kind of masked it a bit. I, I give him. He was definitely their second best defenseman, so or maybe borderline first because, uh, you know, Carlo, you know, Char is old. Carlo is still young. I, I'd have to give him probably a B plus. I think he came around the beginning. He was really hot garbage, but I think he finished up strong. And I think, uh, I think as Jason has mentioned too, uh, missing him in the playoffs was a big, huge blow. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna, I'm thinking about this because for me the Bruins felt like. Two different teams, one under Julian and one under Cassidy. So I have a hard time grading Tory Krug or most of these players based on how they were with Julian because they changed their game when Cassidy came aboard. It was a different intensity. However, with Tory Krug, he right now towards the end of the season, my two favorite defensemen were Tory Krug and Kevin Miller, which hearing me say that is shocking. Um. I'm gonna go with a B plus. All right, copy me. Um, all right, we got next. <laughs> copied you, huh? Uh, Sean Corrali had a good few stretches in the yeah. playoffs, but he didn't play that much. Uh, I'm just gonna do this one. John Michael Lyles should be is an F. Uh, I don't even know why the Bruins resigned him. I think he sucks, and I is think he's he shows... he Yes. Yes. Bye right, bye. So uh, the, the next uh, so John Michael Lyles F solid F. F uh, so the next player is gonna be. Uh, Brad Marchand. And Brad, Ma- Brad Marchand is definitely going to be a good one because uh, there was talks about him becoming, obviously, a, a Hart nominee when he was up there with, you know, McDavid and Crosby in points. Um, this one's tricky for me. Uh, I think towards the end of the year, he hurt the Bruins' chances of getting home ice. I think he hurt himself. And also, once again, Brad Marchand was a no-show in the playoffs. He only had one goal, and the Bruins needed more from him if the Bruins wanted to move on. Uh Besides that, the end of the year hiccup when he slashed the guy in the gonads, and then when he, you know, didn't show up in the playoffs, I gotta give Brad Marchand an A minus. I I would it would be an A if he showed up in the playoffs and didn't stick that guy in the groin, but since he didn't show up in the playoffs and got suspended late, I'm giving him an A minus. I can't go A. Um, you being generous, I had him probably A level. I dropped him to a B plus because the selfish 
crap he did at the end of the season. Hurt the team, okay? Hurt the positioning, hurt everything. And then I think he got in his mind that he couldn't play his game, and then he was an absolute ghost in the playoffs. So when you when you you know he's a regular season, he's just a regular season guy because Mike, as we know, this goes back to 2014 too. He had what two goals or one goal in 23 playoff games. Yeah, he is not clutch. He's not clutch when it's on. He was clutch in 11, but that was it. I mean, uh, he drops down. The, the great season he had cost him in the end of the season and during the playoffs because he's still immature. So that's why he got what he got. It'd be tough love. What grade did you give Joe? Uh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I he gave him a B plus. Yeah. He should have an A. But Jesus, you guys are both it. being generous. Whoa, good for you. <laughs> I think that that crutch play at the end of the season really cost him, and I think that the playoffs, he really, you know, he really pretty much screwed the team in positioning-wise, because he could have had a better position had they won those last two games. If he was in the lineup, it certainly would have helped. Um, I, I'm beginning to wonder the same question. Is he just a regular season player? And how can he play and keep it being on the ragged edge and yet not get suspended? Because of that, he was really selfish towards the team, and... I'm gonna go with a B minus. I think that's I think that's harsh. Uh, Martian had 39 mm-hmm. goals this year and led the team with like with 80 plus points. Without Martian, the Bruins aren't sniffing the playoffs. But, but here's the thing: he did drop a couple grades because the last nine games, because the last nine games of the season, the one he got he was an idiot and got suspended in the because he just. Was no, stupid. I understand. No, I totally yeah. understand dropping a few grades, but I think B minus is is harsh yeah. for Brad Martian. It was. Uh, see, I'm in that B minus B range, but more B minus. I'm more annoyed about the crotch spear than anything. You said B minus. You stick to B minus. You said B minus. Fine, B minus. I'm sticking. I'll stick to it too. I'm. I'm. I'm harsh. I'm not a nice person. It's okay. All right. The next one uh, is Adam McQuaid. Uh, this yeah. one's Adam McQuaid. I mean, here's what he is. Here's what he is. Ten. ten Ten points. Ten points. I think he's going to be going to Vegas too. Actually, yeah. uh, ten points on the year. Obviously, he, he has games where he's okay, gets hurt. He gets games where he where he sucks. Uh, just Adam McQuaid. I mean, Adam McQuaid is just whatever to me. I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't god awful though. So I'll just get uh, give him a C. Oh, you're really being nice, dude. I give him D. He sucks. He's a I don't think he, I don't think he was that bad to deserve a D. Do you remember when they compared Kevin Miller and Adam McQuaid as the same player? Well, the way Kevin Miller finished the season shows that he's not even close to being the same player as Adam McQuaid. He's about 20 times better. So Adam McQuaid blows. Take your mullet. We'll see you on the uh, on the strip. You're probably going to be having those little things with the hookers on them. We'll see you later, Adam. You take care. Well, um... You, you, guys, haven't been, you guys haven't been to Vegas, right? Have you been to Vegas either of you? No. He doesn't want to go to Vegas. All right, all right. Let, let me let me explain what I just did because you guys probably uh, so they have a lot of um, how shall we say uh, people there illegally that are there with these little cards, these little cards on the side of the street. They're in front of every hotel, and uh, prostitution is legal there. So what they do, they have these cards and they go and they click them and throw them at, at people, and they're all over the road and all this shit. So that's basically what Adam McQuaid is. So he's basically a pimp. All right, bye. Oh God, got, I just made me lose my train of thought. Thank you, Joe. Um... No, I don't. I think McQuaid and Miller, you know, after the season when Miller played or two different players, I think McQuaid was playing okay until he got injured. But I'm gonna go um, C. Just a flat. See you later. See you later. 
Fair enough. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, next player on the list is Colin Miller. And I had high hopes for Colin Miller going into the year. Really, really high hopes. I thought he would, you know, have a breakout year this year. And I just didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. Um, towards, the end of the, towards the end of the year, he, you know, got hurt. Uh, he was getting scratched for John Michael Lyles. That's how you know you're having a bad oh, season when, when you're getting oh. scratched for John Michael Lyles down the stretch. Uh, I don't think Colin Miller did much to really show me that he's NHL ready or show that he's ever going to be one of those, you know, top-notch defenders. I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Colin Miller a D plus. Yeah, I'm with you. He was disappointing. C minus. All right, keep going. We get to uh, the Ke- All right, Kevin Miller. So Kevin Miller is next. Oh. And, uh, I thought Kevin Miller surprisingly was better towards the end of the year than he yes. was in the beginning. And I, I'm starting to wonder if Kevin Miller played differently because Cassidy was coaching yes. him than when Claude was. And I feel like he, Claude had him play a certain way when Cassidy kind of let him let him play a little bit more loose, if that makes any more sense. I feel like Kevin Miller was trying, was getting involved in the offense more yes. when Cassidy became coach. And I thought Kevin Miller was one of the better one of the better defenders the Bruins had in the playoffs. Uh, I was pretty impressed with Kevin Miller. I'm still not overly impressed with his overall game. But I think maybe next year if he's on the team – that Bruce Cassidy will get the best out of him. So uh, I think Kevin Miller gets a, a C plus. Um, I'm pretty much with you. I thought uh, I was not a Kevin Miller fan. I don't think you were either. But I think as soon as Cassidy came on board, he, like you said, more confidence getting back in the play, getting sorry, getting into the offensive play. I mean, they were running gun anybody, oh, no, everyone and anyone on the team, which was great to watch. It was entertaining as hell. And then the playoffs, I just think he was solid as solid could be, especially when they needed him most. So um, I, I give him a, I give him a B minus. I think the beginning of the year I would have gave him a probably D, but I think he really he really impressed at the end. Now you guys remember when I said I was very very impressed with Tory Krug and the grade I gave Tory Krug, right? Yes. I gave Krug a B plus. Kevin Miller played more like an offensive defenseman once Cassidy came on board, and he was rock solid in the playoffs. And I think the playoffs makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm, true. Um. You get it, you guys might not like this, but I was so impressed with Kevin Miller myself personally. I want I'm giving him an A minus because it was between him oh. and Tori Krug that were my two favorite defensemen right Jesus. now at the end of the year. Wow, That's A minus for Kevin Miller. Wow, who'd have thought? Well, I don't think Kevin Miller deserves an A minus. Obviously, Jason's entitled to his opinion, but I think an A minus for Kevin Miller is way too high. You would think right. Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller's not. Kevin Miller didn't have a Norris type year to be deserve no. an A minus. No. What did I say? B minus? Okay, fine. I'll re-amend it. I'll go with the uh, B then. Nope. If hey, Jeff, 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 for that would be a B. I like, I like Mike's point of view of Norris type defenseman. No, 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 Norris no, 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 type no. defenseman deserves like an A minus. You you gotta gotta you're going to be stronger with your grades, man. You can't let me influence you that easily. Hey, you got you got me on that one. That's a fair argument. I'll go with the B. Mike, stop bullying the Buckley. Stop it. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, Mike, Mike brought up a fair point. I'll give him that one. I think the next. I think this was an interesting one too. Next is um, Dominic Moore. Obviously, oh. I was I was not very high on the Dominic Moore signing to begin with. I was. I liked. Like, it. I liked it at the beginning. I did. Say I didn't. Was. I didn't. I didn't like it personally. Obviously, uh, I just thought the Bruins should go younger. But I was very, very impressed with Dominic Moore. I thought he was solid all season long as a fourth line center. You knew exactly what you were getting from him every night, every yep. game. His line became the second best line for the Bruins down the stretch and into Eric. the playoffs. Which is a scary thought. A 36-year-old Dominic Moore, who the Bruins signed for chump chains, ended up being uh, on their second-best line during the playoffs. Um, very, very impressed. 
I think Dominic Moore gets, gets a, a really, really high B plus, like a eight, like the eighty nine range B plus. Well, eighty nine range, like if he was like in NHL the seventeen. Um, I I give him a B. I thought he was above what I, you know, I thought he was going to be decent play, but he's actually way above decent for me. I thought he was good. He was gritty. He was in there. I think he was probably one of those uh, vocal leaders they needed as well. Uh, they would, they just got him on a one-year deal, right? Yes. I think they resign him. They should because they need him. I think he's a good veteran presence as well. So I, I give him, a, I give him a B. I thought he he was pleasantly it was a pleasant surprise. Jason. I'm going to go uh, for Dominic Moore. I like Mike's grade, but I'm going to go with the B, like 87-ish range. Jason, you know what? Your grades are terrible. I think you should give him a D. <laughs> Thought about it. See, I can't even be a bully. I have to laugh because I'm not a bully. I like couldn't take it that, you couldn't take it that seriously when you said it. No, I'm, not, I, I'm not being a bully. Mike, you're good. I enjoy your passion. It, it works for me, and it brings up a good Jason, debate, and I like it when you disagree, so don't worry about it. How many times does, how many times does Mike hold you by your ankles over the Tobin Bridge? Because I think he's <laughs> pretty sure he's done a <laughs> Mystic River. Oh, God. All right, let's move on, Joe. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, uh, the next one is actually his linemate, Riley Nash. And uh, I, gave, I gave Riley Nash a lot, a lot of grief earlier on the season. Yes, I thought – he was he. I thought like like probably for the majority of the Bruins, he sucked to start the year. Shocker. Yeah. I thought he got. I thought he got better as the year went on. I think he was. I think he he was getting used differently. Like when when someone used to like get hurt, they used to move Riley Nash up in the lineup instead of just keeping him where he was with Dominic Moore. Because right. I think once they put Dominic Moore and Riley Nash together and left them together, those two were really good together. Um, but I still don't think Riley Nash had a spectacular year. I think he had a. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give Riley Nash a, a C, a C, a C. I give Riley Nash uh, as bad as he was Red Hart Garbage at the beginning, but as you can see, there's a trend here. A lot of players got better after Claude left. That's why. Um, that's why it's tough to grade it. Yeah. No. Why? Why is it tough at all? I mean, it because just, it's two different teams. Eh, not really. I give him a C plus. Um, two different systems. If you want to say two different, same team, two different systems. Uh, this system actually, uh, you know, is better fit for them. So I give him a C plus. I thought he played really good at the end. He had that game. I can't recall who they played. Was it Toronto? No, was it Ottawa that he scored two goals? Which one was that at the end, towards the end of the season? That that they no Islanders. If they didn't Islanders, win that game, yes. they, were, they were toast. So he had a huge game there. Um, I, yeah, I think he was a pleasant surprise at the end too. And I'm gonna agree. With, I'm I'm gonna go with C plus. That's right, Jason. That's right. Let's move move on here. I think these next two are going to get interesting. Uh, I think these two are going to be really, really uh, debated pretty good here. Uh, The first one is David Pashnak. And David Pashnak obviously had a breakout year. Uh, I mean, this is the year that you wanted out of Pashnak when the Bruins, you know, drafted him. He had 34 goals, 36 assists, 70 points. I also thought during the playoffs he was hot garbage, though. I understand he he had a couple goals, but... He was turn- he was a turnover machine in the playoffs. Oh, uh, bad. I think I think it's going to be the same thing as Marshan. As I had him pegged for an A, but that the playoff performance and the way he played down the stretch was didn't sit well with me. So that's why I'm going with David Pashnik a B plus. I'm giving positive B. Same thing like you just said, Mike. As good as he was during regular season, he was that bad in the playoffs where you need him. Just like Jason, you said, like you saw, you saw, you know, uh, Kevin Miller step up. You saw Dominic Moore step up in the playoffs. You seen certain guys like Corrali, for Christ's sake, stepping up in the playoffs. 
that big guys they needed. If Marshawn and and Pasternak got another goal too, they probably win that series. So he, I, I think he had 242 million shots and only landed three. So at, it, even though two were goals, he looked like he had like rabid gerbils in his pants eating at him because he he was just. His head was going one way, his legs were going another way. It was absolutely. Do you remember, like, do you remember the first two games? How many like chances he had, like breakaways? Uh, and he, he wasn't even getting shots on net because he was just so jittery. He was para- doing pirouettes. He was doing the, it was like it was not even. He he was too scared to even keep the the puck on his on his tape. He had to just get rid of it. It's like, dude, take a chill pill. But it, yeah, he he could have got an A minus for me. A you know after the but he was just so bad in the playoffs. He had to get a B. Well, um, I agree with Mike. Dude. And I can't go with the name IRS even though I want to, but I agree with Mike. What did Mike give? Do you remember? Mike gave a B plus. <laughs> Alright, who else we got that? We got Alright, Joe, I, Joe, I want you to go first. Is this Spooner? Right? No, it's not. Who's next? It's too grass. Oh, let me just rub my, my my upper body a little bit. Um Here comes your binky. <laughs> Tuka. Hmm. Let's see how many people say trade him. Uh, this was not one of his best years. We know this for a fact, okay? He did steal two games of the playoffs. I think he played two games uh, – uh, let's see, two games very well, three games okay, one game he was not good. So, overall, I would give him $7 million, you know, $7 million a year. Uh, Tim's looks like uh, he didn't. they did not get their value out of him this year. I will give Tuka Rask a B. A B. A B. Mm-hmm. I res- I respect. Can I go ahead, you Mike? Please, please, yeah, please. Yeah, go, go. A minus. A minus, Truga. Yeah. I I need more. I need more out of him. I need more out of him in the in the playoffs for seven million a year. I I need more out of him. That's why I'm, I'm not to cut you up, Mike. But I, I that's what I need out of him. I didn't see that. Uh, the playoffs too. I know he probably got overworked a little bit, but I think he was a little bit. You know, he's he wasn't average. He wasn't a C. He wasn't an A. I think B is fair. All right, so I'm I'm gonna. Uh, this was tough for me because I thought Rask played spectacular to start the year, and then he tailed oh, yeah. off, and then he yes. played spectacular down the stretch, uh, where he, like when him and, when the the whole Rykodobin thing and Rask shut up and Cassidy called him out and then Rask stepped up. I mean, in the playoffs, I don't think he was spectacular, but I don't think he was the reason they lost it either. Right, right. Uh, he did steal games one and games five. I think without Rask, you don't even win a game in that series, to be honest. But game uh, two. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, the game two was tough on Rask. I don't think Rask was the reason the Bruins. For, I don't think Rask was the. Re, if the Bruins got a little bit better play from their backup goalie position, as we talked about earlier, Rask would have wouldn't have to carry the load, and I don't think he would have. Um, right. You know, end of the year where he did, and he was playing a little bit with the, with an injury that people always seem to forget about because when Rask is injured, people seem to just like criticize the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Rask a B minus though because he was he started off so hot when we gave him it was he started off as an A and then he killed yeah. off and then he didn't in the playoffs he played okay but he wasn't the the main reason the Bruins moved on like I think what what Nashville's doing with Pekka Rene and seeing the way he's oh, playing God. and then and then the way Jake Allen played also for St Louis I think those yeah. goalies kind of stepped up and elevated and stole yeah. series and I, yeah. I think Rask didn't, Rask needed to do that for the Bruins and he didn't. Well, you know what's kind of cool is that whole Darling trade from Chicago. That's out the window because uh, the Hurricanes got him. So everybody can put that away with the Martin Jones garbage, by the way. So, all right. The uh, next one is Spooner now, and I, I was very. 
that that about sums it up. I I was looking for I was we looking for well I was looking for Spooner and Pashnik to both have breakout years. And you looked at Spooner and obviously he has thirty nine points. You're like, oh wow, he has thirty nine points. Yeah, majority of them are on the power play because Spooner can't play five on five. Um, Ryan Spooner was uh, he got was gotten scratched in the playoffs. Bruce Cassidy ended up saying in his interview on Toucher and Rich that Spooner was healthy enough to play. But he didn't like the way he was playing in the offensive zone, so he decided not to play him in the series against Ottawa. That goes to show you how bad he was. So I think Spooner should get the flat-out F, and I'm not happy with Spooner, and he should be gone off this team. I know we're kind of time. I think we're at one close to an hour, so I'm going to go agree with you. Uh, F uh, for uh, Fugly. <laughs> yeah, just let's go F and keep it at that. I see I have my energy. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Drew yeah, Stafford. that energy for the mountains. Do you go guys ahead. want to do Drew Stafford or no? Uh, uh, Drew Stafford, B-ish, um, C, maybe. Uh, give him uh, as a pickup. He's one of Don Smith's better pickups, which isn't saying much. Uh, I, I'd like to have him back. I think he's a good role player. I think B, B minus. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, the last player we'll get to is Vetrano. Uh, Vetrano uh, obviously had a a weird year. Um, yeah, not great. Was was hurt to start. Was looking for him. He started off like gangbusters, scoring a decent amount of goals. I think during the Towards the end, he scored in game one in the playoffs, but for the most part, he was on that line that was a black hole that didn't do anything for the Bruins. I I wasn't very impressed with Petrano. I, I think Petrano gets like a D. I give a D plus. D. Same thing. He didn't show me enough. D, for sure. D? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we they, do McAvoy. We're gonna do McAvoy. Six games. That's not enough either. We can't. Do no, that. we we can do McAvoy quickly just just because I was so impressed. I think McAvoy should get. An A-minus, a- a- to be honest. Um, McAvoy gave me a chub, so I'll give him a B. <laughs> no, he's, no, actually, no, he's probably in six games, which is kind of – we have to give him an incomplete. But if we're going to just do on the playoffs, the kid got an A-minus. I think the kid got well, an that, A in the playoffs for the way he played. I think, right. I think there was still a little bit of, uh, you know, defensive lapses that he yeah. needs to work on, but – I mean, uh, all in all, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you if you give him an A because I, th- I I couldn't believe how, how good he was. He's insane. I can't wait to see him play a whole season next year. It's going to be awesome. It's um, going to be great. Is that so, it for so, the, the – uh, so what do you give the, the team as a whole? What do we give the team as a whole? All right. All right. We'll do the team as a whole quickly, and then we'll get to your quick Crosby rant before we wrap up the show. Sure. Um, the, the team as a whole. I was very happy that they made the playoffs, but I thought that – the team as a whole could have been better. Uh, we talked about it earlier, how the Bruins could have had a chance, you know, to be probably a second seed instead of the third seed and playing at home, even though they lost all three at home, as you said earlier, Joe. Uh, but they did make the playoffs. They didn't choke away the end of the season like they have in the past because it was certainly looking that way. Like that, they, were, they were heading that way when they were playing the Islanders. And, and like you said, Ryan Ash scored those two big goals. Uh, but they, 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 they battled through it. They made the playoffs. And I'm going to give them a, a B-. minus. Uh, you stole my thunder. Under Claude, they were a, a, a red-hot dumpster fire of, of F. And under Cassidy, I think they played like A-, minus, so kind of maybe in the middle somewhere, they're B-. Minus. That's what I was going to give them to. Under Claude? Claude, they were F, 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 F. A fraud, Claude. So what? B- so um, I'm going to go with a B-. Minus. Yeah, that's, I think B- minus is fair. I think it's very fair. Because we did, you know, you no one expected him in February to make the playoffs, so that was amazing in itself. So we'll do that. So should we go to our to my little uh, Sidney Crosby rant? 
Yeah, go ahead. All right, so Sidney Crosby is a bitch. Okay, I'm going to say it straight up. All right, he's the best player, one of the best players on the earth, no doubt in my mind. But the way he gets away with stuff is incredibly insane. He hit that dude in the balls, just what Marshawn did. Did he get suspended? What's the answer? No. Nope. He took that dude's finger off, the guy who plays for Ottawa. Did he get suspended for that? Nope. No. Now, tonight, Ovechkin kind of cheap shot him and then knocked him off balance as he's as he's falling. Nickerson, Nickerson, whatever his damn is. What's his name again? Niskanen? Yes, thank you. I, I, have, I have that uh, that list. Anyway, kind of hit him, and he doesn't have a record. He did, you know, he, he doesn't really have a, any suspensions, so it was kind of uh, unfortunate the way he fell, but he still should have laid up a little bit. But I can't feel bad for Crosby of all the crap he does and all the crap he gets away with. So to me, it's almost like karma, okay? And all these Pens fans are saying, because I, I put up on Twitter, I go, this is how many uh, craps I give about Crosby and the way he plays and how he got hurt tonight with that half finger of the uh, defensive from Ottawa. So I, I don't know what you guys feel like, but I can't feel bad for a guy who's been living You mean defenseman from Washington? The guy, yeah, he hit him tonight, yes. Niskanen. Might be a concussion. It might be a knee, too, because he fell awkwardly. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that's just a crappy thing to think get someone gets hurt. But if you're going to play with fire, you're going to get burned. And you got burned tonight. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, but um, it, but every league caters to their stars. It's like every NBA does it with LeBron. You know, the NFL does it with Brady. Every league gets catered. And I understand. I understand I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to compare Crosby to them, but that's what happens. They protect the stars. Obviously, they want the star players to play. That's just what happens. And unfortunately, I understand where you're coming from. Sometimes Crosby does some stuff that makes me angry. He definitely is the best player in the world. But he, tonight, he did get cheap shot, and that he deserved that deserved to be called. Yeah, but just to your point, like that, this tells you that Marshawn is not a superstar yet because he gets called and everything, and he has he has probably just as bad of a rap. But he gets he got because he wasn't Crosby. He's never going to be Crosby. He wasn't Crosby coming out of coming out of you know out of juniors and all this stuff when they scouted him, what have you. That he's going to have that rap. Crosby's going to be the best player on the earth, and he's not. Even, even Ovechkin gets the benefit of the doubt. He should have got blown up for Carlo. He, but he did because he's one right. of the best players. In the, I just hate that crap. But once if a guy gets really hurt from Crosby, the guy off a bit, some breaks their neck or loses two fingers or whatever, and he walks away, that just shows you the game. There's no integrity. Fair enough. Um, I understand where you're coming from, but um, Jason, what do you say? We got Jason. I don't have an opinion because I didn't see the play. Okay, then good night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that will conclude our episode of, of Bruins Beat for this week. Uh, I think next week we'll get into more specifics about who the Bruins should keep in the, in the expansion drafts for, for Vegas. We'll get into a heated debate about that. There's been some, a lot of columns written about that, so we can discuss that. But for now, uh, we'll wrap it up this week. You can follow myself on Twitter at MikeSetter22. You can follow Joe at BigBadBruins88. You can follow Jason at JasonBuckley91. Uh, you can also follow our personal account at Bruins underscore Beat. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes at Stitcher at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. And also, I know um, I'm going to announce this for us, but we're no longer CLNS Radio. We are officially CLNS Media Radio Group. Ooh, Ooh. I did not know that. Yep, Nick, Nick, Nick also decided to make the switch. Very no sexy. Not, not CLNS Radio anymore, CLNS Media. Oh, we got one quick thing from the chat room. Jason, you did predict the Preds going winning it all, correct? Yes. Look at you. Too bad you don't put money on this stuff. I know. Too bad <laughs> I don't. I'd be rich. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're not going to talk hey, about anything else. There's still a long way to go, guys. There's still a long way to go. I know, I know. I picked the Blackhawks and the Bruins. Okay. All right. Well, good night, y'all. And go. All right. So we'll be back next week. Go Bruins. Go Bruins.